Welcome back, Hooksit student, staff, parents, community. Thank you again for joining us for the, uh, I guess, second season, third episode of the uh, HMS yes. podcast. So, Mr. Hinkle is here as well. And like normal, we're going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, take you through a little bit of the board report, highlight some students and what they're up to here at school, and uh, get into some calendar dates and trivia. But, um, yeah, hopefully everybody had a chance to check out our uh, board report that we submit monthly and send out to families. It can also be found on our website. Uh, a lot of things up front that we had some fun doing. Um, and uh, and like I said, if you don't hear it here, a lot of the links on the on the on the um, board report uh, have pictures or video or audio of, of things that have happened here at school. So uh, early this month, we you know celebrated Veterans Day and had a great assembly. Um, organized primarily by Mrs. Githmark, who's part of our social studies committee. Um, a huge thank you to her. She was able to, um, you know, put together a, a tremendous slideshow. Thanks to the parents for sending in pictures of, of vets, uh, current uh, and past. Yeah, it was uh, great yeah. to see members of families and kids recognizing their family members. Yeah, it's, um, it's a pretty It was thing. moving, yeah. yeah. Kids, uh, students, they, they, their pictures that were sent in get projected up on a on a big screen um, of, a, of an uncle, an aunt, a mother, father, grandparent, great-grandparent, and, and when, when their relatives uh, is shown, the student stands up and salutes, and it's just really great. So big thank you to, to Mrs. Githmark. We uh, had the chance to also celebrate. Uh, I, we have a, a vet here at school, Mrs. LeMay, uh, who served in the Navy. Navy. Yes, so students had a chance to to say thank you to her as well. So it was a really thing, a great thing, like Mr. Hinkle said, a, a moving uh, presentation. But check out the board report because we've linked something that was on our Instagram um, and students singing along to a pretty pretty, pretty good song. Um, I wanted to highlight also in the board report, um, Mrs. Ux's third grade students made a, a, an Ux's news segment and uh, they put together a, a, an article and a booklet for parents to peruse as they were waiting for their parent-teacher conference. Um, so please take a look. They do a nice job kind of encapsulating what, what all students kind of do in their day-to-day here, but uh, it, it was a kind of an individualized effort that each student got the chance to talk about their favorite part of the day. So that was uh, excellent. Uh, as far as professional development here for the month of November, we had a, a lot of the, the same stuff. We're doing our PLTs uh, weekly with each grade level, um, including uh, at a separate time, but including um, Unified Arts Group and our case managers and special ed. Um, but we are really excited about uh, the book study we're offering before school for PD. Yeah, so we have a group of, I think it's 18 staff members. I think so. Yeah. Um, and we are reading a book called Mindsets and Skill Sets by uh, Bill Zima. And really what it is all about is about student agency. And student agency is when students feel like they have control over their learning, their learning space, when they feel really invested and they are free to make choices within their learning space and about their learning. It really increases engagement. And it really um, increases the result of the learning in terms of application, how they relate it to their everyday life. Um, it allows them to go deeper into whatever it is that they're learning. So 
one of the things that we are trying to do is we are trying to incorporate more agency, student agency, in our classrooms. Yeah. And, and, and part of the conversation we had with the, with the folks at the book study is you, you, kinda, you can't just say you want that and have it happen. The amount of work that goes into it and the initial investment of teachers' time and efforts, um, it, which is, you know, Mr. Hinkle spends a, a lot of time talking with, you know, folks in different um, parts of the building and through for different reasons ab- about that. But, you know, I think a lot of your conversations with staff is just about that initial investment and the, and the, the payback you get on it. Right. So one of the things that you know, we think about it as teachers and as parents, too, and we're both parents of uh, elementary school yep. boys, um, is how to teach kids, how to explicitly teach kids to be self-directed, how they operate in their environment. Kids don't automatically, people, humans, don't automatically just operate in their environment effectively. So one of the things that we do here at school is we try one of the things that we do is try and teach kids how to work and learn in an environment what are our standard operating procedures in our classrooms how do we operate in our um, learning space how do we organize our things anywhere from hanging our coats and our lunch boxes up on hooks in a designated spot to how we walk down the hallways to how we get our lunch in the lunch line to um, the process we use to um go to the restroom or like take a break from class. All of these things need to be explicitly taught. They don't just happen miraculously. Kids don't just show up and know how to, you know, be a person in the world, right? So that is one of the, um, one of the areas outside of academics that school is really important for. But, but it, it certainly, because tra- all of those things translate to good routines that foster productive learning opportunities. Right. And it's all about executive functioning. It's all about being able to make choices within an environment. And one of the quotes in the book talks about um, gardening. And I mean, I'm a gardener, but you know, it's um, a, the uh, quote from the book is a great gardener, a great farmer depends upon plants growing under their care, but you cannot make a plant grow. You don't stick the roots on and paint the petals and attach the leaves. The plant grows itself. Think about students as the plant. What you do is you provide the conditions for growth. Great farmers know what the conditions are and what the bad ones are as well. And great teachers know what the conditions of growth are and what the bad ones are as well. So we cannot learn for students and we cannot operate in the world for students. That's true for parents. It's true for teachers, right? We can't do that. They have to do it themselves. We just create the conditions by which they do it. And that's kind of a really nice way to frame what we do here in terms of that. Back to the book. Um, We just finished chapter two. We had a great, great meeting. And it was all about those kind of things. It was all about standard operating procedures in the classroom, having kids work within boundaries, having them work on their metacognition, thinking about their thinking, thinking about their behavior, thinking about how they move within the world. So it's really exciting stuff because what it does for us, it, it allows us to put the onus on the student while we focus on the academics. So like uh, Mr. Largy said at the beginning, we're kind of buying instructional time that way. We are buying, the, we, are, we are maximizing our time 
for academics by having the kids be independent with all of the other things. Yeah, and a misconception about student-centered classrooms or, you know, providing agency or encouraging agency is just that, like, there aren't rules. And it's quite, in fact, the opposite. There is a whole lot of structures, like Mr. Hinkle was talking about, that are put in place. And a real important part of it is that it's done collaboratively with, with the students. So at the beginning of the year, it's pretty common practice that, uh, teachers are sitting down with their classrooms and saying, okay, how, what agreed upon rules or expectations are we, are we going to have for our classroom as a learning space? They document those. They hang them on the wall. They all sign them so that, you know, the teacher has something to refer back to. It's not randomly just correcting behaviors haphazardly yeah, no, or right. independently. It's, you know, referring back to those agreed upon norms. And that, and that, that goes into students having voice in owning and having ownership, like Mr. Inkle was talking about, um, in the classroom. So, well, because yeah. we we work within rules ourselves as adults every day. We don't, you know, go about our business and go about our life without rules. We have speed limits. We have deadlines. We have all of these things that keep us in line, for lack of a better term, that that we work within. And students need those things as well. So this isn't like a teacher sits back and let students do whatever they want and figure it out. This is really creating the scaffolds and the structures by which students can move forward in their world effectively. Yeah, yeah. And we uh, we certainly have some some very strong teachers in these areas, and and they're happy. And, and you know, as part of the the mentor committee, um, and our and our mentor teacher currently, it's 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 um, Mrs. Godbelt, but. Um, those are a lot of the things early on in the year that Mr. Hinkle and I are interested in getting um, either whether it be new staff members or staff members to improve in this area out in our building to observe some of the exemplars that we have. So, uh, yeah, it's really a great thing. Uh, All right. Yeah. All right. So that's one more uh, thing that we're doing with PD, um, some optional PD stuff that Mr. Hinkle uh, sends out each month and, and one of the more recent ones. Uh, just a quick note about it, but it, like... It was a, a gentleman that um, uh, created, I think it was Duolingo. Is that what it was? Yes. I believe the, the, yes. the online um, or web-based, I should say. Um, it's an app. An app for, yeah. for learning a second language. So, right. so he likened a lot of the, the things that make that um, kind of successful, one being kind of how it's perceived as like a, a game. A, a game how that relates to classroom stuff. So it was an interesting, um, you know, just offering that we offer to staff. And, and we had some people take us up on that and do some reflective uh, um, exercises as part of that. Um, so just one one piece of some of those weekly optional uh, PDs. But um, really exciting. We're going to touch more about this, uh, the Rube Goldberg presentations that we had this month. We're going to touch more about those and have some students on the podcast in months leading up to this because they're actually going to start creating and that's the most important part of it. So as they do those, we will have students in to talk about the, um, the Rube Goldberg, Rube Goldberg presentation that they, that they were able to see, um, which was a whole lot of fun. Um, we had a, a family game night here, November 14th. And Mr. Hinkle and I were both here with Mrs. Liberty and, and Mrs. McLean in a, a whole bunch of SNHU students. It was great. Uh, yeah. Couldn't believe how many people came from the community and brought their students in. Uh, there were three different stations and areas of the building, um, math games, science games, and ELA games. And it was uh, yeah, a real, um, you know, 
good feeling to see that that many parents and students uh, want to engage in, in the curriculums in those types of, uh, you know, content areas outside of school and, and in a fun way. So, and it's great to also start meeting with, uh, you know, future teachers that are part of the SNHU teacher prep programs. Yep. Um, and they get to come in, see our students, work with our students. And, um, you know, it's great for, for Mr. Henkel and I and, and, and um, administrators looking to get going on, on next year's hiring soon too. So um, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and we'll skip to um, PE-related stuff. And we have uh, a couple two-third grade girls coming in to speak with us and Mrs. LeMay about some of the fun things that are happening in um, in PE. Uh, and please check out the, the board report again. Uh, it's got uh, just an update on our committee work that we have here. We have our emergency management team. Um, doing some review of stuff, the, the wellness committee, social studies, science, universal team, sunshine. We have a, a new group of folks working on rubric development and alignment that are meeting um, every other week and doing some work um, on their own time to uh, really calibrate, you know, our grading practices, which has been a huge theme for mm-hmm. um, Mr. Hinkle and I in, in this group since we've been here. And then you've probably heard of the Grading and Reporting Committee. That's always been part of our board reports, and we're going to offer a round three to that uh, just to get more folks um, offering that, that that want to participate. Um, so I want to, uh, at this time, we're going to clip into uh, the uh, interview we had with the third grade girls and Mrs. LeMay. All right, welcome to our next segment. We have... Three very special guests. We have Mrs. LeMay, our PE teacher, and we have Jordan and Finley, two third graders from Mrs. Coulon's class, but we wanted to talk about some of the fun things that are happening in PE this year. Um, very exciting. For those of you who don't know, Mrs. LeMay is back at HMS. She was a, a PE teacher here for, was it three? Two years. Two years yep. Probably three, three years, years ago. ago. Right. So we are very happy to have her back, and she is you know, right away making a difference in some of the offerings and the fun stuff that happens at Hooks Memorial School in our great unified arts department. Um, and do you guys know what I used to do? Not that this is about me, but do you know what I used to do before I was a principal or an assistant principal? Assistant. What about before that? Do you know? Um, well, I was a PE teacher at the middle uh, school. So I will let Mrs. LeMay speak to it, but I share, um, I guess, a... Um, an affinity. An affinity, a, yeah. A passion uh, for this. I would say yes. Passion's a good word for kind of some of the stuff she's bringing in, and I'll let her speak to the benefits of it. But, Mrs. LeMay, you want to talk a little bit about what students are doing this year in PE? Sure. So I think it's important, and I hope the students are enjoying it, but I think it's important for us to introduce our students to a variety of activities so that they can kind of pick their favorite things to stay active. So I only get you for once a week for 45 minutes. And in that time, I want to show you things that you can do outside of PE. I want to give you a good time during your school day, but I want to introduce you to opportunities for you to move your bodies outside of PE. And I want to introduce you to not only ball sports and a lot of different sports so you can try out for teams, but activities like skateboarding and martial arts. And we're going to do a fitness drumming unit. So we have a lot of other things planned. It's important for me to show you guys a different opportunities to move your bodies. And we've so, had some exciting opportunities in PE already that are a little outside the box. 
Yep. Right? So that's kind of what we're here to talk about today. And we're hoping um, that these two very bright third graders can, can talk a little bit about their experience. So what was the first thing that was kind of unexpected in PE that you did, Finley? Do you remember? Skateboarding. Skateboarding. Talk to us. What was your favorite part about skateboarding? That we got to do the stand with two feet on the skateboard and actually roll without pressing on the uh, ground. So we'll be nice and loud, but I think what you said is that you actually got to have two feet up on the skateboard and you got to move uh, with both feet up on the board. Now, is that something you did on day one or was it a progression? Did you start kind of at an intro level? Because I'd imagine not everybody in third grade are, not everybody's a professional skateboarder. So how did you start <laughs> and what kind of like confidence did you gain and, and kind of where did you end up, Jordan? So what was some of the first things and then where did you end up at the end? We were nice doing and hands on our knees and pushing on the ground and then we went to, um, we did into that and then we did um, our foots like straight and then like that and then we did um, push and then plant with two feet. Push and then plant with two feet? So I were you, remember that. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> were you nervous at the beginning? Had you ever skateboarded before? No. So what did you think about skateboarding at the end? Uh, it was fun. It was fun. Were you nervous to start? Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of kids were excited and a little bit nervous and so many kids came up to me and said I've never skateboarded before I'm kind of scared and then we followed the steps together and I was just so proud of your bravery and, and for trying something new and it's awesome when you try something new then you get to experience it and then you get to be successful if we follow the steps and follow the directions and you guys did really great with that and I don't even know if you guys know but you guys were working on like some pretty pretty in-depth uh, PE standards with like the the cognitive learning domains and the effective learning domain. So it was uh, it was it was pretty good, mm-hmm. pretty fun. Mm-hmm. What about what did you have? Did you have a visitor come in uh, uh, last week? Karate. Yeah. Karate. Mm-hmm. Martial arts. Yeah. What was that about? You guys weren't like there was no hands on stuff, right? No. no. So what did you learn? We yeah, learned. Finley, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Did like like something where you like where you, where you go yeah like the kick either they put a mat on top of it and you try to kick it off. So there was a mat and they put something on top of it and you tried to kick uh-huh. it off. Yeah, and then we did um, races um, and we had to go run and then we had to kick the thing and then we had to run back and then everyone else had to do it and we timed each other and we beat our high and we were trying to beat our high score. And where do you? What were you allowed to practice? Um, um, at the. Like a studio, if you wanted to try martial arts, yeah, or in yeah. in PE, if we were doing it in PE, yeah, those were the places. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was good. They taught you about that and too, not right? In school, not right? In school, right? Only if you do it in the gym with them. Yeah. So yeah, each of those two different things were kind of some some local companies that share the the vision of you know engaging students in physical activity when they're young, so they can become you know fit for life. Finding out those things that you like as as you know, elementary students or middle school students, so you can continue those healthy habits into your into your adult lives. Um, is there anything you're looking forward to participating in MPE? Mm-hmm. Nice and loud. Anything you want to try that we haven't tried yet that you're excited to Dodge try? Dodgeball. 
Dodgeball. We haven't done any dodgeball? No. no. We did the running one, though. Yeah, the every, every person for themselves one. Yeah. We kind of did a version, but you want to play straight dodgeball. Yeah. And there's, there's some and other things that she's done where making, like, objects targets. Like, I think um, I saw a throwing activity, um, I don't know, last week. Like, the trash can. Yep, that's right. So making those objects the targets, you know, rather than... Miss Jordan being the target. We don't want that. <laughs> um, yeah. I think we mentioned it last last month in the in the podcast, but <clears throat> we are appreciative for some of those organizations that do share that vision of, you know, engaging students and keeping them active. And I had mentioned the I think it was First Push was the organization. Um, they're just a nonprofit that likes to promote, you know, skateboarding as a as not only uh, a hobby students can engage in, but also, it hits all those different types of um, motor activities and, and motor skills that and need don't development. Mind me saying, yeah, of course. Another thing, first push is doing. Do you guys know what STEM is? Yeah. What that is. What is it? Yeah. What is it? It's, it's like, like an like activity that you like build stuff and um, make new little things and learn about new things. Learn about new things, you know, kind of things like maybe like science. Yeah. Yeah. And so First Push is, I'm actually going to work with them this week at a conference, and they're going to do STEM things, like you're going to do a balance science activity, and then you're going to balance on a skateboard. And that's something that we're working on, which is really cool. So we're integrating different learning styles into not just like what our bodies do, but we're going to work our, um, our brains into it as well. So I think that's pretty cool. I'm glad you guys could be a part of it. Anything from, from Mrs. LeMay about what's what's upcoming? Oh, there's some exciting stuff. So right now we're working on our throwing unit, and we, we take a lot of weeks with that because it doesn't. it's not something that comes just in 45 minutes once a week. So we're doing our throwing unit for a few weeks, actually, and they're going to be assessed on that next week. And then we're going to get into our kicking unit, which will involve some different kind of soccer moves, maybe some kickball. And then when um, February rolls around, we have new visitors coming in for our Jump Rope for Heart or our Kids Heart Challenge. So we're involving some more community members. We'll be counting on our families to get involved with that. We're going to be discussing heart health and healthy eating and being kind. So we're going to talk about being kind to each other. It's all going to be part of um, our heart health unit. So we're going to learn to jump rope, and then we're going to learn a lot of other things with it as well. Well, we could be happier about Mrs. LeMay and... Her joining us again in in the um, what she brings to the unified arts group. Our our, our students go to special uh, like they were talking about once a day, but um, they are experiencing some some pretty great things across the board in unified arts and in their classrooms every day. So, uh, girls, thank you. Um, I must say, I have I have spoken with each of you outside of the uh, podcast room in. I think both of you are a little bit louder naturally than you displayed <laughs> today, so maybe I'll have to turn up the volume. But we thank you very much for joining, and thank you, Mrs. LeMay. Um, any closing thoughts, girls? No. No? no? Okay, just back to class then. <laughs> Actually, it's going to be dismissal time soon, so oh, yeah. Mr. Hinkle? Yay. No, that's it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. All right, that was a lot of fun. Those uh, those two girls are uh, they're excellent guests on the show and certainly knowledgeable about uh, the uh, the martial arts and skateboarding and PE and they had a ton of fun. Um, before we get into the calendar and the uh, riddle for the month, I wanted to take a minute and um, 
send out a big thank you. For those of you who, who don't know Officer Bergeron, she has been um, a part of the, uh, you know, Hooks of School District community uh, for a number of years now. She has um, let us know that she's going to be pursuing uh, a different uh, job still in the in the realm of law enforcement, I would say, but um, different, uh, different job. So... We, uh, we're certainly going to miss her. Specifically to HMS, we uh, have her here doing the lead program. She helps to celebrate Red Ribbon Week. Um, but our, I, can, I can speak on behalf of the staff, but we would just like to express our gratitude to her. Um, her unwavering dedication and years of service to the Hooks at Students, it's, it's really amazing. Um, she's not only demonstrated exceptional professionalism, but has also made a lasting impact on our community um, and actively, like I said, just engages with our with our with our third, fourth and fifth grade students that that I see on a, on a daily basis. And I know she does the same at Underhill and in um, in Cali. But uh, it, it it, you know, I've since had conversations with staff members that that have, you know, heard that that she's going to be. Um, uh, moving on and and they really like come to us and, and talk to us as if their teaching partner is, is going on to a different school that she has really made a difference in our building uh, we look at her as you know a member of our community here at school and um, there, there there will be a void and and we're hopeful that you know um, when when the replacement is is put in place if if if, if that's the, the case that, you know, it's somebody that shares the, the, the appreciation for, for watching students grow, making good decisions and, and being a resource to, to those students. So, um, big thank you. you know, Bill worked with here, here two years here at, at hooks it, but, um, uh, just tr- tremendous officer and resource officer for our students. Um, so thank you, officer Bergeron. I'll turn it over to Mr. Hinkle for some calendar stuff and, uh, and riddle. The, yeah, all right, the mark your calendar stuff. So, um, not a whole lot going on in November, but we do uh, have our Thanksgiving break coming up, so no school on the 22nd, 23rd, or 24th. Um, that right there will get us pretty much into December. And then uh, December 6th, trimester 1 ends. So that means uh, December 7th, trimester 2 begins. On the 13th of December, uh, report cards go home. And then on the 22nd, that's the last full day of school before our winter break, and we return on Tuesday the 2nd. So there it is. Do we have a winner last month? We did have a winner last month. We had a repeat winner. We had a repeat winner in a two-month riddle because it wasn't solved the first month. That's right. It wasn't solved the first month. So hopefully this one's a little quicker. But see, put your mind to it, riddle. Are we ready? All right. A man pushes his car to a hotel and tells the owner that he's bankrupt. Why does he do this? I'm going to repeat that. A man pushes his car to a hotel and tells the owner he is bankrupt. Why does he do this? If you think you know the answer, write it on a post-it note, slap it on uh, slap it on my door, or write it on the back of uh, some... Play money and, uh, play money. Yep. And, uh, let me know if you uh, think you got the answer. It's going to be a prize. Thank you very much. Have a good one.